Welcome to Shabbat Shalom. This is your host, Sam Frankart, and this is episode 25. Today, we're beginning Revelation chapter 8. The last two episodes provided an interlude between the opening of the seals, and today we'll be reading about what happens when the seventh seal is opened. We'll start reading at the beginning of chapter 8, so let's jump in. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer, with the prayers of all God's people, on the golden altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with the fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. And that's all we're reading for today. Just six verses, um, but there's quite a bit to dig into. So let's go. Last week, I introduced the method of word study, and we'll be using that a little bit for this episode as well. So the first word we'll look at is from the first verse of chapter eight, the word silence. But before we get to the word study, actually, I, I want to comment on the time. So we read that there's silence in heaven for about half an hour. And a half hour silence is not long, but things seem long or short all in their context. So for example, if a preacher were to stop his sermon and remain silent for 10 minutes, it would seem like a lot longer. And since heaven is a place of constant praise and worship, which we read about in Revelation chapter 4, being silent in heaven for half an hour, that would just be a really, really long time. So the word silence, in the Greek, it's actually translated to a voluntary refusal or indisposition to speak. And when I read, read that, it, it made me think of Habakkuk 2.20, which says, The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. But the form of the verb in Habakkuk, in that verse, it's in the form of a command. The word silence in Revelation is a choice. There was silence for about half an hour. Another verse that came up as I was doing this search was Zephaniah 1.7, and the connection here is so intriguing that I want to read the first nine verses of chapter 1 and see if you can see just the connections with Zephaniah and, and Revelation so far. So I'm going to read verses 1 through 9 in Zephaniah. And the word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, the son of Gedaliah, the son of Amariah, the son of Hezekiah, during the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I don't know if I said those names right or not, but it was a good guess. <laughs> Verse 2. I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away both man and beast. I will sweep away the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. When I destroy all mankind on the face of the earth, declares the Lord, I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I will destroy every remnant of Baal worship in this place, the very names of the idolatrous priests. 
those who bow down on the roofs to worship the starry hosts, those who bow down and swear by the Lord, who also swear by Molech, those who turn back from following the Lord and neither seek the Lord nor inquire of him. Be silent before the sovereign Lord, for the day of the Lord is near. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated those he has invited. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's sons and all those clad in foreign clothes. On that day, I will punish all who avoid stepping on the threshold, who fill the temple of their gods with violence and deceit. I'll stop there. Do you see all the connections here? The world being affected by the seals. And then we read about how the people of the earth will hide in the cliffs. And, and I see that connection with how the day of the Lord's sacrifice, he'll punish the officials and the king's sons, how there's this, this fear of the Lord. There are so many connections here. And then in that verse 7, this command, be silent before the sovereign Lord, for the day of the Lord is near. I wonder if those worshiping God in heaven already knew this scripture. They knew that in response to everything that happened, silence would follow. They didn't need a command. They already understood the implications of Zephaniah 1-7. So there's silence in heaven for about a half an hour, and then something happens. The seven angels before God were given seven trumpets. So the next word I looked up was the word trumpets. So this word trumpets shows up a lot throughout scripture, and they're called different things too. And two of the most common names are ram's horn and shofar. The first time that this word shows up in scripture is in Exodus 19.13 at the mountain of God. The sound of the trumpet marked the presence of God. And let's read Exodus to see these connections. I wanted to read just a few verses from here as well. So I'm going to read Exodus 19 verses 9 through 20. The Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. Then Moses told the Lord what the people had said. The Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Put limits for the people around the mountain and tell them, Be careful that you do not approach the mountain or touch the foot of it. Whoever touches the mountain is to be put to death. There are to be stoned or shot with arrows. Not a hand is to be laid on them. No person or animal shall be permitted to live. Only when the ram's horn sounds a long blast may they approach the mountain. After Moses had gone down the mountain to the people, he consecrated them and they washed their clothes. Then he said to the people, Prepare yourselves for the third day. Abstain from sexual relations. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. 
the Lord descended to the top of Mount Sinai and called the mountain to the top of the mountain. So Moses went up. So there are three different places in this scripture that we just read where that word trumpet comes up. The first time they're called ram's horns. So that's in verse 13 when the ram's, ram's horn sounds. And then there are two other times when the word trumpet begins or is stated in this verse. And so this word trumpet is important. It, it shows us that the Lord is near. And so it's super important that we read that in Revelation, how these seven angels are given seven trumpets. And we're going to read starting next week about the repercussions of these trumpets being sounded. But it's just interesting to note that the trumpet marked the presence of God. All right, let's continue reading. We'll read verses 3 through 6. Another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer, with the prayers of all God's people, on the golden altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. So some see this angel as Jesus, functioning as a mediator because of Old Testament references to Jesus as the angel of the Lord. Others say it could only be a mere angelic being because the specific ancient Greek word for another means another of the same kind. So whether you think it's Jesus or another angel, um, there, there are two classes of thought for that. So the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And as God's people pray for the resolution of all things, their prayers were touched by the fire from the altar in heaven and then thrown back down to earth. All things will not be resolved on this earth until judgment comes. And when the prayers of God's people come back to earth, they bring this judgment, this noise, thunder, lightning, and earthquake. And, and as I, I was reading through one of my commentaries, this is the Life Application Bible Commentary, there was something that I read that really stood out to me, and I wanted to share it with you as well. So um, this is coming from Ezekiel 10, verses 2 through 7, but I'm just going to read for you straight from this Bible commentary. And I have this linked in the show notes if you want to check it out even more. So it's the Life Application Bible Commentary. So I'm on page 93, just with regards to this verse. So, Ezekiel described a similar scene when a man was told to take a handful of glowing coals and scatter them over the city in Ezekiel 10, 2-7, thereby picturing judgment on the city of Jerusalem as God's glory departed. The fire from the altar being thrown to the earth symbolizes the prayers of the saints on earth being answered. God was about to act on their behalf. This is the beginning of his answer to their prayers. And this indicates that God is about to take action and answer. And we see that in Exodus 19, 16 through 19. So that was from that commentary. So these seven trumpets are about to be sounded. And we talked a little bit about trumpets a minute ago, but along with trumpets marking the presence of God, there are other things that we see that trumpets did in the Old Testament. 
trumpets would call an assembly of God's people together. Or, in the book of Joshua, they sounded an alarm for war and threw the enemy into panic. That's when they had the trumpets, they marched around the city seven times, and and then they sounded those trumpets. There are so many different places where they show up. So these seven trumpets that we read about in Revelation will sound as God's battle alarm during the Great Tribulation. And that's what we're going to study next week. I know this was a shorter episode. I didn't have as much time this week to dive in to a lot of verses, but next week we're going to cover the rest of chapter 8. So I hope that you'll come back and join us as we start looking at the first four trumpets. So that's all we have for today. Check out the show notes for a link to a commentary from David Guzik on Revelation chapter 8, as well as the Life Application Bible commentary that I read out of earlier. You can find me on Instagram at Sam Frankart. Until then, Shabbat Shalom, Maranatha.